G'day everybody and welcome to another Bloody Movie Podcast. Or I should say, this is the first in a new series that we are going to do here mm. on another Bloody Movie Podcast. This is Film, Film Fiasco. Fiasco. Film Fiasco, where myself and my good buddy Eric Tischer... We're going to uh, explore some uh, brilliant films. Yes, some brilliantly aw- awful films. Oh, they're, they're brilliant in their own ways, and people seem to underlook those uh, those pieces of uh, brilliance, these uh, wonderful films. Eric and I have wanted to do this for quite a while. We've been thinking of doing commentary tracks as well. and Which we which, sh- which still we, should consider. Which we also should have done, because we recently just re-watched this piece of shit movie, which we'll announce in just a moment. I mean, we've seen this piece of crap twice now. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god. But yeah, I'm, I'm personally, I don't know about Eric, but I'm a huge fan of bad movie podcasts, like The Flop House, How Did This Get Made, and We Hate Movies. So I'm like, hey, let's just do what they do. Yeah, well, it's a great idea. I mean, I don't listen to many podcasts, but it's, it's always fun to talk about a, just a terribly brilliant film. Yeah. Because there's so much you could just just tear apart and just all sorts of just shit that just makes you just Everything. laugh. Everything. Shit that makes you laugh, things that make you just cringe, yeah. things that just shouldn't be in movies but somehow are. It just it just makes your brain go haywire because you see something and be like, what the hell? Why is this in the film? This This should have been removed. And then you start to, start to question whether or not this was intentionally put in there because the film itself is a joke. Mm. Or that this, uh, there, there are people really that incompetent and they make they make fuck-ups like this. Yep. So this new series, we're just going to be picking a bad movie and mm. we're just going to make fun of it for about an hour or a, however, hell, long, however it long it takes. It's going to be... A really fun series to it's do, and we're probably going to do this monthly or bi-weekly or something. Not bi-weekly, God, sorry, fortnightly. fortnightly. Sorry, yeah, yeah hopefully fort- fortnightly. But um, fortnightly, we'll we be can definitely idea. do it monthly. Monthly. I mean, but this this may overtake a, a, just regular another bloody movie podcast in popularity. That may they'll may that maybe will be the case, and the entire mm. format of the show changes, and we just do this from now on. Who knows? But Eric, would you like to tell the good people of the internet what we're going to be talking about for our very first episode uh, well, of Film Fiasco? We just watched the, the masterpiece known as Wish Upon. Wish Upon from 2017. It so, got snubbed from the Oscars <laughs> last year. Um, I have to say it. So yeah, we're going straight into it with a very recent film which came out just over a year ago. This is Wish Upon. This is directed by a man named uh, John R. Leonetti who has... Quite the filmography and is yeah. quite the auteur, but here's the thing. This guy is mainly known as a cinematographer. He's worked as a cinematographer for a bunch of really high-profile films, like <laughs> Joe Dirt. <laughs> Just ignore that. <laughs> ignore that. Uh, the first Mortal Kombat, The Mask, a couple of episodes of Tales from the Crypt. What else oh, have we brilliant. got here? The Scorpion. Did I say The Scorpion King? No, you the haven't Scorpion, said Scorpion King, King Honey. Uh, Piranha 3D, Insidious. Yeah. The, but here's a big one, The Conjuring. Yeah. But here's the thing. Directing credits from this guy, if you have a look at his directing credits, he has some of the worst films, some of the worst oh, shit you will ever boy. see in his directing credits, including Mortal Kombat Annihilation, Annabelle, <laughs> The Butterfly Effect 2, and this piece of shit wish upon. But thinking of that, he was the DP on the first Mortal Kombat from 1995, and he was the DP on The Conjuring. Yeah. So maybe they he, give him the they just give him second servings. No, maybe yeah for the sequels and yeah. spin-offs, it's like no one wants to direct this piece of shit. And then John comes around the corner, and it's like, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's the work of this auteur, who's honestly we, all of those movies, especially Mortal Kombat Annihilation, we would most certainly oh, cover yeah, on this show. Oh my god. 
We're, yeah, we'll get to that later. We're going to do Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter back-to-back. Oh, yeah. Perfect double feature. But Wish Upon. Let's get into this movie. I was initially taken back at the very first frame of this movie when I saw the Orion Pictures logo <laughs> come up. They haven't been a thing since the 90s. Sean, it's a good sign that Orion have been revived. <laughs> we're we're going to get many more classics that shouldn't exist in our, our time. Yeah, Just so apparently this is it was then owned by M- like it was a subsidiary of MGM and I'm not quite sure what it is now because it just said an Orion Pictures releasing it didn't say an MGM company underneath it but like it's other like the other studio or like distributor I guess is something called Broadgreen Pictures which you know this movie is going to be so dark and so edgy and so cool because all the color is saturated out <laughs> of it oh my theory is that the Orion logo is just a it's an in joke. For what? It's like it's to give you some false hope. It's like, oh, these yeah, people released ter- these people released Terminator like thirty years it's, ago. It's, All it's, right, it's, it's it's because a lot of the behavior in this film, like how the characters are written, they belong in the like an eighties, really cheesy eighties horror film. They shouldn't belong in a film today. So maybe that's the the reference of the Orion pictures as a joke to those kinds yeah. of films. We'll we'll get into it in a bit more detail in a moment, but yeah, it's like this this script was originally written in like 1989 and then like it got a rewrite in like 2015, <laughs> which we'll get to like that Pokemon Go ripoff shit. Oh, that we'll yeah. <laughs> Jesus. But so this movie starts out it's you know, you can tell it's a happy, happy memory. It's all bright and yellow and stuff. You yeah. see this mother walk out of her house and a daughter and a pet dog run out. They go riding a bike and the mother has this thing wrapped in a blanket that she puts in a bin. And if you know anything that what this movie is about, you immediately know exactly what that is. So you're like, well, there goes my tension. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's so obvious. Uh, well, like straight I, off the bat. Yeah, th- th- there's no, no subtlety in it whatsoever. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know if they would have even tried to to, to do something like that because, because seriously, with the with the deaths in this film, like I, it's because when we're watching this, we're trying to figure out who the hell that this film was being marketed to. Yeah, it's Cause, it's because with the weird deaths, it could have been marketed to a Final Destination audience. Yet the deaths are too few and far, and you have to sit through all the teen. It's crap. a sh- it's a shitty teen romance somehow stuck in a really bad horror movie. Yeah. That's what it is. Or vice versa. It's a horror movie trying to get out of this shitty teen movie. Yeah, that's just got little spurts of but like Final it, Destination. It, everything about this from like the acting to the music choices especially <sighs> all scream teen movie and all yeah. like the script especially all screams teen movie. There is not one well, Scream's teen movie that is written by a person who doesn't know anything about teens. That clearly teen never age. went to high school. Yeah, like some of those, Jesus, some of those insults, bird ass. Oh, uh, yeah, what's there's it, some. <laughs> bird ass, drop her like a red headed baby fresh out of the vagina. What? Oh, God, I remember I, like, that. I, what is the it? point of an insult is that it's supposed to hurt the person you're directing it to, not confuse them? Yeah, and what, what was the other one? I've got a, I'm looking at my notes here, and it was selfish bowl of bitch sauce, I yeah. think one was called later. Oh, what about how, uh, what's the, the protagonist, her friends, when yeah, her father's who's... playing the saxophone, says, like, Oh, your father is like real hot sauce. <laughs> like sriracha hot. Oh, something oh, like that. Oh, jeez. It's, it's terrible. The, I mean, the writer has like a strange fixation for sauce, I swear. <laughs> for sauce, everything. I think, I think she just wrote this when she was hungry, to be quite honest. <laughs> yeah, probably. The anyway, wrote also, an also, blacklisted script, this one, which mm. I don't know if you're aware of the blacklist, which is like the 
that it's a list that comes out every year of the best unproduced screenplays yeah, in Hollywood. Yeah. And almost every blacklisted script that gets made is complete shit. Yeah, the yeah. only one that's... I think the only exceptions are Arrival and Manchester by the Sea. I think everything else has been complete dog shit. You will, I wouldn't be surprised. Cause you're like right, um, cause... Passengers, it's blacklisted. Um, what was the other one? Um, um, uh, Dirty Grandpa, blacklisted. <laughs> All of these shit movies have been on this blacklist. Dirty Grandpa's great. That's another film for film. Oh god! I don't know. I've never seen. I've never seen it. It Just it's the idea of having Robert De Niro and uh, Zac Efron in a film together just sounds incredible. Yep. Apparently, there's a lot of gay jokes and homophobia in it too. So I wouldn't be surprised. So wish upon. (laughs) You can tell how much we really want to talk about this movie because we're talking about literally anything else. (laughs) So yeah, it's a happy memory. This girl is riding her bike with her dog. The mother throws this obvious thing in the bin, which you know exactly immediately what it is as soon as you see it. But the the movie, because it has no respect for its audience, it it like acts as if this is a big deal and it's going to be a huge reveal later on in the Mm. film. But if you have, you know, three brain cells, you can easily figure it out (laughs) from there. But then... When she comes back, when the little girl comes back into the house, she hears something creepy up in the attic. Mm. And she goes up there and her mother hangs herself in the attic and the little girl screams and you know that it's gone from a happy memory to a sad memory because as soon as the mother hangs herself, oh, all of the yeah, colour of the thing just, just drains out of the thing and it's like, Super saturated. That's, that's very, it's just lots of cheap things like that in mm-hmm. the film. So then from there, we do a smash cut to um, Joey King. So the little girl, you find out, you think it was a dream. So Joey King wakes up, who is this little girl grown up, which, Mm. by the way, this little girl, I believe, was blonde, and you get brunette Joey King. Joey King, who's not really a good actress. I mean, she's... I mean... Oh, she's definitely not good in this. Because she's only... She's not even 20 yet, and she's been in a bunch of movies already i mean she's been in a shit ton of roland emmerich movies now she was in god forbid and possibly another movie we'll get to talk about on this podcast independence day resurgence she's she's one of the fucking redneck kids on the bus in that movie if you remember that (laughs) but her most famous role is one where she didn't even speak when she was she was talia ral ghul in the dark knight rises she clearly yeah yeah climbing out of that cave i mean I think the rest of her career is she's been slowly crawling back so down in there. She's a one-hit wonder. She started off with the best well, role. Well, since then, period. she's been in, like, yeah, like, a lot of Roland Emmerich shit, like White House Down she was in, which is a guilty pleasure of mine. No offense. Like, I absolutely lo- I kind of yeah, love yeah. that movie. It's dumb. It is kind of insanely Olymp- dumb. Olympus has fallen. No, Olympus has fallen's worse. <laughs> if if, is, if is, anyone thinks that Olympus worse. has fallen is better than White House Down, you're wrong. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. You're wrong. White House Down is... The fact that that was the film that tanked and Olympus Has Fallen got... There's another sequel to Olympus Has Fallen that's being made right now. It's It's pretty much just Air Force One. It's pretty much just Air Force One. It's Olympus Has Fallen. It's Olympus Has Fallen on a plane. So it's pretty much just Air Force One. They're remaking Air Force One. Get off my plane. (laughs) Did you say that thing again to get off Wish Upon? It, It was an interview with Harrison Ford and it was like right after Trump got elected. They found this quote from Donald Trump, like saying, mm. then they told it to Harrison Ford. It's like, I love the way that he protected America and Air Force One. And like, <laughs> and like Harrison Ford was like, that was a movie. Yeah. You know, that was a movie. And he stares like right down the barrel of the camera. It's like, Donald, that was a movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so wish upon, we'll be doing this quite a lot. So Joey King wakes up from this nightmare, which is actually a flashback. 
And her dog, who was then a puppy or like just a young dog, oh, yeah, is now fully dog. grown, sitting on the end of her bed. She goes to school and uh, she is embarrassed by her dad, yeah. who is a guy that picks garbage. Yeah, he's a dumpster diver. He picks garbage. But what's really ridiculous is that this character decides, oh, you know, it'd be a good way of not alluding people that my father picks yeah, garbage. Just let, go let, up to him, tell him off. Yeah, let's go up so to him. Like, yeah, they're picking they're it. picking out of a dumpster right in front of my school. Oh, it's so embarrassing. Oh, how do I not? How do I make this situation yeah. less embarrassing? I don't know. I'll go over to him and start yelling at him and chewing him out for doing yeah. this right in front of my school and not making a complete scene. And it's just, it's just terrible because some of the some of the things that this girl does is just stranger than the dumpster. The dumpster picking is just fine. Like it's just, this, it's like the father's it's weird a hobby. hobby. It's just his weird hobby. Well, no, he was a musician that when their mother, like when the mother yeah. committed suicide, like he fell into a deep depression, and now mm. he just picks garbage. They're sort of they're sort of lower class as it looks. Yeah, say. like working class essentially. Yeah. Oh, well, he doesn't seem to have a job. Yeah, like that's why I think he. That's why he's picking the for garbage. He's, he's yeah. a picker essentially, except instead of be, he's like those those guys you see on the A and E shows. Yeah. But instead of going to you know like people's big ranches or their attics and like their sheds and yeah, picking stuff from there, he's just the like dumpster. yeah, he's he's bin diving. And this father, <laughs> welcome back to movies, Ryan Philippe. Mm. Haven't seen you since the nineties. <laughs> I mean, he still looks good, but. I don't buy him as this dad at all. It's I, I can't buy him as oh, this father. I think he's hilarious as the father. Like I can't buy any of the characters. They all just seem no. weirdly cartoonish. Like even um uh Audrey from Twin Peaks uh, what's the actress? Oh, Sherilyn Fenn in this movie. Like, Cle- clearly here because she had a bathroom to renovate. Yeah, she, was, she must have been renovating a house. <laughs> and then the, the camera crew were like, oh, would you mind if uh, if we put you in this film? We'll just uh, we'll give you, uh, I don't Look, know, 50 grand. You'll you- be on set for a week. You'll get 50 grand. And, and, and her response is like, yeah, I'll do it. But um, I'll only do it if I'm like, you know, doing chores, like cutting my vegetables. Yeah. Or- oh, what's that? I have a ridiculous death. No, hire a stunt double for that, please. I'm not <laughs> doing that shit. Hire a stunt double. Just CGI my face in a stunt double or something. <laughs> <laughs> so she rides to school on her bike, and this is where we get introduced to these. They're they're movie bullies. Yeah, they are the definition of movie bullies. <laughs> they almost run. What's this? What's it's, Joey King? Claire. Claire is Joey yeah. King's character's name. They nearly hit her, and hilariously, she spins off and um, uh, crashes into a into a bunch of bins. Yeah, and it's pretty funny. It's just like it's coincident. Like movie bullies in a sense. Like coincidentally, every time they cross paths, they just I don't know do something. I don't know, petty. They cut back to the inside the car and the bullies are like, she almost hit me or like, it's like, I don't know if it's like... Oh, the, she says, like, I'm trying to drive here. Yeah, or it's like, <laughs> I was just thinking about the guy from Donnie Darko. It's like, get off the road, huh? <laughs> it would have been so good if she did that. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, now she's in school and we get introduced to her friends. One of them is uh, Bob from Stranger Things, who is... The only reasonable character in this entire oh, movie. definitely. Her other friend is just... Yeah, so, what's her name? Meredith. Yeah, so just some weird paradoxical pain in the ass. Yeah, and she is obsessed with this game called Monster Mutant Slayer or something, yeah. which is a... Yeah, it's not... It's that was not a placeholder name that got... That was a placeholder name that got left in the script. <laughs> I mean, it was like, oh, what was it? I mean, we can't call it Monster Go. I mean, we're easily, we're so trying to rip off Pokemon Go here because, yeah, this script had a rewrite in 2016 after being written in like 1987. Uh, yeah, it's it's so, but it's like, oh, well, that's clearly going to come into play later. Oh, yeah, definitely. It, it's Chekhov's uh, 
monster. It's Chekhov's monster mutant bullshit <laughs> app or whatever you would call it. I don't know. It's just it's just some just some nonsense uh, Pokemon Go ripoff, and every now and then they just mm. conveniently bring it up just so this character can piss off. So yeah, so <laughs> these three, these three. So Barb from Stranger Things, Joey King, and this. Meredith, I think the character's yeah, name Meredith is. Thinks. They're putting up they're they're putting up some banner for like I guess is it like a school dance or something or it's it's, it's oh, never even know. comes it looked, up. It was some weird banner. Uh, it looked like it had some satanic nonsense on it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, it might have been foreshadowing something. Oh, Ooh, this movie's smart. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they're putting this banner up, and the bullies that tried to run her over from before throw what is it like a slushy or yeah, something they, they on like the thing, a Slurpee and the... they go like, "Oops." <laughs> and yeah that's that, that's when we we hear the, the insult bird ass i think yeah the, meredith just has the strangest things to to insult people with oh i know it's, it's it's quite it's quite incredible really so yeah um is it and then so then we cut to cat that it's in a cafeteria at lunchtime yeah. and this is oh. where a a good old-fashioned cat fight breaks yeah. out because she calls this... What's the name of the bully? Do you remember? I can't remember the name like of the bully. It's like Daphne or something. I don't know. I don't let's know. call we'll her just, Daphne. just call her Daphne for now. We can let's just sub, sub Daphne. Let's call her Daphne. So she calls her, what, Ultimate Smegma? Yeah. And uh, this is oh, this is so stupid because... Uh, this is, this, this the is dialogue lead, in a movie. Yeah, this, this is, is dialogue <laughs> in the movie. Like, they're, like they're having some kind of weird rap battle where they're, they're, they're making fun of... <laughs> yeah, that's what it was because the, the, the lead bully said something like, oh, loser, winner or some nonsense like that. Oh, I they keep remember. calling her winner yeah, for some yeah, reason. Yeah, like ironically. And then like she said, oh, well, you're ultimate smegma like, with a lot of sass. And uh, the, the bully doesn't know what smegma is, uh, of course. And, and, and her friend has to get it at the fucking Urban Dictionary definition so she can read it off a phone. Yeah. Trying to look like a genius. Doesn't even... Can't even fucking define and it. This, define this, it properly. This scene is great because, like... And then this results in a couple of slaps, which, yeah. again, like most things in this movie, is like ineptly really done. Cheap, like, and really cat fight where it's like a turn-based fight. One person slaps, then the next person slaps. Yeah, it's all crappy handheld <laughs> camera camera in this and, scene and then, as well. And then it just finishes by someone falling over. Yeah. You're getting pushed Up over. until... Well, there was that great line from Meredith that you said earlier. Would you like to repeat what it oh, was yeah. that she says during this scene it? while this uh, fight's Drop her on? like a red-headed baby fresh out of the vagina. Like, what, what the like, fuck? What, 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 is that, what does that even mean? Who knows? I don't even know what that's supposed to mean. Like, that's, that's something like... I don't even... How does that insult someone? Like that, that's just, a that's a forty year old writing what teenagers sound like today. What teenagers in yeah, twenty sixteen would say. Teenagers. That's that's like a what, what what would we say earlier? That this is a cultural uh, commentary. Like no, this, <laughs> the writer's saying, dude, like, oh. that's a stretch. That is a stretch. <laughs> no, it's cultural commentary because the writer is claiming that uh, people of our generation just write they just make nonsense insults because that's the evolution of insults. You're just gonna make nonsense things confuse who you're insulting instead of genuinely insulting them but this scene is great as well because like you've have like most high school films you've got these extras that are way older than the extras that look like they're in their mid-20s and we'll get to this dude paul later who looks like he should be you know he looks like he's 30 (laughs) and but in this scene you see a bunch of real like extras like reacting to these slaps in the funniest ways possible Mm. Like you see some of them turning their head going Ooh, and like turning away from That's it. That's why it's like, like a, they're simulating a rap battle. Uh, so not, none of them go into detention or whatever after this. 
No, it just cuts to um, Claire is at uh, Aubrey from Twin Peaks' house and she's got an ice pack. That's when we get some really good uh, foreshadowing with the uh, yeah. blender. <laughs> yeah, we'll we be can talking t- about that later. Jeez, Chekhov has a lot of items in this, doesn't he? <laughs> he's got a food processor. He's got a weird mobile app. He's got um, a vice later on in the movie. Yeah. Oh, no, that doesn't really come to nothing, but... yeah. I mean, We've got Chekhov's bath- elevator. Chekhov's elevator. Chekhov's bathtub. <laughs> yeah. Chekhov's creepy boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, but Chekhov's yeah. wishes. Yeah, but then yeah. So we get this scene of like, uh, it, at the start you think this girl's kind of creepy because she's like, oh, I do like this boy. His name's Paul. It's like, oh, is he a friend of yours? It's like he smiled at me once. It's like, yeah, oh, that's well, something. Said hi. In yeah, he said hi to me once. Oh, that's something. In the fifth grade. I mean, this is nothing incomparable to... That guy in the fifth grade must have been like 18 years old or something. (laughs) (laughs) He was on a a watch list. He was just... He was a bit too... He wasn't well equipped for school. No. He was 18 years old in the fifth grade. Yeah, so then we cut back to, I believe... So we see... um, What's the name of the dad? I think it's John. Yeah, John so. Jonathan or John is the name of it. Ryan Philippe is picking through some garbage and he finds this thing outside this old burnt out mansion Ooh. and he's like, "Oh, it's this weird box with it's like this weird puzzle box or this weird music box with Chinese writing on it." Hey, my daughter's studying Mandarin at school. Let's give it give it to her mm. as an early birthday present that I got out of the garbage. Father of the year. What's really weird is well, the mother puts the box in the bin. Mm. The box is found at the rich man's house. Does that mean that it's the rich? Does it make any sense? I don't know. Does the person who used the box? Like I'm fucking. So yeah, I know it's. (laughs) It it gets really, really confusing because I thought convoluted. You would have thought that the mother would have been the last person to use it. That's what I thought, but then it's like, oh, it was actually this rich guy. Yeah, it's last person who used the box. Who knows? Maybe are you surprised that nothing maybe the in this box? Maybe the box traveled back in time to you, that Chinese woman. Are you surprised that this movie doesn't make any sense? Unfortunately, I am not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so where are we up to right about now? Oh yeah, she gets back in there and she sees this puzzle box and she tries to read what's on there. She says that, that this puzzle box says seven wishes on it. Yeah. And she can't read. She can't make out the rest of it because this girl clearly doesn't do her homework. <laughs> I think the excuse is that it's in like ancient Chinese, but like the dialect yeah. gets progressively more ancient as they read it because they take it to someone yeah. to translate it, and they're like, "Oh, I can't read the whole box. I'm gonna have to. Get, I'm gonna have to send some of these characters to someone else." And here's where we get. Um, she gets a text message from her friend, which has the words. <clears throat> oh God, let's read this. It was um, Chick or Check, spelt C H K. Darcy, spelt D-A-R-C, without... Oh, Darcy's the name of the villain. Oh. Or, or the, the... Not the villain, the, the, the uh, main, The main The bully. And check Darcy Pixapost Smegmudge. That's what? what the text message says. Yeah, I, I did not know what that said when I just saw it. I thought it was a bunch of hieroglyphs. Hey, kids... Hey, this is how kids speak. Again, we've got a 45-year-old writing what teenagers sound they like. They think that, ever, that that just teenagers just send everything in caps. Yep. All caps. Oh, yeah, it was all caps, too. All Absolutely caps. all caps. And then so she checks this... this because uh, apparently our eyesight's that shit. We can only read caps. Checks this social media and, like, she's 
so this Darcy takes a photo of herself. Like, it's on her social media of her, like, in detention with her friend. Or, like, she posts a photo of Claire's dad digging through trash. Yeah. And it's, like, oh, dumpster girl's father or something. Yeah. Whatever, like that. And so she looks at all this, gets really angry. And out of spite, she's like, I wish Darcy would just rot. Yeah. Then, not knowing that this box is some kind of magical, has some kind of supernatural abilities... We cut to Darcy the next morning and she's fucking rotting. Like she gets, what is it? Necroph... Kind of rotting disease. But what's hilarious is that she's inspecting her foot and then she looks in the mirror and she's got a little bit bit, bit of rotting on her cheek and that's when she screams. And I'm thinking, what the fuck? Your, yeah. wall, your leg looks she like, has like it's this, at a yeah, like a, it should be amputated. Yeah, like has this like gangrenous yeah, foot. Just gangrenous foot. You're like... My God, you're screaming a, a ti- little a mark ti- on your on your cheek. Yeah, the um, necrotizing fasciitis is the name, which is a real a real yeah. thing, which is like some kind of flesh eating bacteria, which mm. is a horrible horrible thing. Yeah, but then yeah, so even if this was, it's it's the kind of it's, thing that you wouldn't wish knowingly. You wouldn't knowingly yeah. wish on your worst well, enemy. But then, so the the bully's friends like come around, like, and the, the girls are reading this because like pictures of it's obviously the talk of the town. It's yeah. the talk of the school. So she looks at this, and they're all. To mention how the how her friends reacted to this. They yeah, that's what I'm getting to. Yeah. Dog. Well, they her fr- the friends of the bully find her in the bathroom, and uh, you, you know you think that they're going to be shocked at this, but they 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 they, they look shocked initially. Then they pull one out pulls their out phones. his phone. One, one of them pulls out their phones just to take a fucking picture. This of This is the so commentary terrible. that you're getting to, this, isn't this it? Is, this is the culture commentary right here. <laughs> This is damn millennials. Uh, us, 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 damn millennials. With their nine cup, with their nine dollar cups of coffee, and <laughs> just sitting around on their phones all day. Oh, uh, we see with our our uh, our um empathy for others is just so low that we just resort to our initial reaction to responding to someone's pain is just to capture it, take a picture of it, and instead of helping them out. That's a, that's some brilliant uh, culture commentary right there. I, I think mm. that's extremely accurate. I mean, I, I have I have that urge to do that all the time. Car <laughs> crash, take a picture. So these photos of Darcy's face falling off go all around the school, <laughs> and these girls are laughing. Yeah, at they, it. They, they're just laughing at it. They just they, <laughs> it's just super weird. This person's got this terrible bacterial disease and or infection. They're just like, ha ha ha, she's she's rotting, gross. <laughs> And their friends are passing, uh, going around, like saying, "Hey, we're we're starting a GoFundMe to you know help cure her yeah. ailment, her yeah. flesh-eating bacteria that's eating her face and legs off right yeah. now." And what does um the worst friend of all time, Meredith, do to these people when she they come around and ask flips, for some? Flips them off. She flips them off and says like, "Oh, go fuck yourself" or something like yeah. that. Is, is there even because this is a PG thirteen movie? Because this movie clearly should be. If if your movie's going to be this stupid and this violent with the kills. Make oh, it God. gory. Just, just, just go flat out. Just try to get the highest. I don't know classification you can. But because just you want, you want to get the teens. Ridiculous. You want to, you want to get those damn millennials that we're making fun of into this movie. We got to get as many. We got to just pack them into this theater. No, because because they're a good audience to sell movies for. They're uh, the only one, according to Hollywood, apparently. Yeah, according to, to which <laughs> is the only is, demo that matters. Which is a bit stupid because the, it's the family, really stupid. The fa- family demo seems to do much better. <laughs> uh, it's so imagine, imagine a family-friendly wish upon where where no one oh, like, dude, dies. This is pretty, dude, this is pretty tame. 
it's extremely tame but i mean like this could be a family this like look i don't i don't run the classifications if this was me i'd be like kids movie just family movie you can watch this because it's it's fucking stupid no one take this seriously yeah claire's friend flips them off because they had the goal to ask to help that ask for some money to help out their friend that has you know that's being eaten by bacteria it's like just leprosy it's terrible yeah she's in the icu and nope yeah, they just, they only, just only because hey, you threw a you threw a drink at my poster. Fuck you, bitch. Yeah, they're they're Die. very vain characters. You'll see. Yeah, how it's like well, later on. well, it's just like well, I want you to. You're terrible. Like, why are you friends with this chick? She's terrible. Like, are, are we sure that these people aren't the villains of the film? I mean, but but that's what I'm wondering. Like, Barb from Stranger Things. Why it's, is she friends with these it's two? It's great writing because it's like it's like role reversal. The uh, the villains become the heroes. <laughs> no, <it's laughs> the heroes not. become the villains. Well, then why didn't they do like a psycho then kill these characters off earlier and then follow the bullies? That's what better movie. Uh, because these filmmakers are being experimental. They don't they don't want to follow by uh, Hitchcock's um, convention. Dude, this is <laughs> sure Hitchcock. Whatever, man. But have we talked about the brilliant soundtrack choices? Oh, Dude, it, it we, is we the. Should've... We should have recorded the tracks because they it's it's very generic pop. It's the worst. It's the worst stock. fucking bubblegum pop you'll ever hear. <laughs> it's just shit. It is so shit. It's very fitting for the the kind of film. It's it like is. it's like the director got his daughter's iPod and just put <laughs> put one of the playlists and did this. So Claire goes home after another terrible day of being well, no, after being on the high life of you know cursing her friend essentially yeah. to be eaten alive well not her friend her sort of her, nemesis yeah nemesis sorry yeah so she goes home and she can't find max her dog max where is he she calls she calls him <laughs> she looks under the house crawling under the house the music and then we intercut we intercut this with oh my god the puzzle box is opening and creepy music is playing <laughs> get ready for that because you're only going to hear that 70 more times in this whole fucking film <laughs> Half the sound of the film is just the music box playing, I swear. <laughs> oh, jeez. But then we get this uh, jump scare from a bunch of rats dropping, and that reveals yeah, her dog reveals dead dog. under the house. It's just nuts. Mm. Like, the, this, this character's... I don't, like, I know... I, this character's so oblivious, because this is a film... Um, You'd think that the character would have some idea mm. that there's something wrong going on, but no, but bef- it, it before, takes her like five. It wishes takes before, us before she even way has, too long before before she even considers the possibility. Well, not only is this character unlikable, she's also a fucking moron too. Yeah, so she's an unlikable, vain idiot. She, she's the worst kind of. You can't feel sorry for her because she's so she's so stupid and she's so terrible. She's an idiot. Anyway, or oh, before this, she she kind of admits that like she thinks something might be going on because just before she goes under the house she's like staring at the box and she's like you have my attention puzzle box she has there's a scene like that she's like now you've got you've got my attention now are you actually no that's too smart for the film no <laughs> i swear <laughs> well, i don't I believe it. i like think that. you hallucinated that in there mm. so it makes more sense is, is this around where we get introduced to um because then she she wants to see what more of this is, and this is where we get introduced to Ryan. I think Ryan's a bit later. No, I think he gets introduced around this time because like he goes up, she goes up to him and says like, "Hey, so it's the guy who plays um, he's in those Maze no, Runner movies." I swear it's later because because there's a couple more deaths before it comes to. No, I, I think it's the first one because she's yeah because she she wants to know what's written on the box first of all. 
okay. And, yeah, and like she, he, he, she has yeah, a small she, interaction with him. him. No, no, no. Yeah. They, they meet after class one day. Oh, that's right. She puts the characters in a Google search and she's like, oh, nothing pops up. But yeah, this this is where we get introduced to this guy, Ryan, and he is just Captain Friendzone, if you've ever seen it. <laughs> but yeah, as oh, I said, this, he's played by Kihon Lee, who's in them, their Maze Runner movies. He's also um, Dong from Kimmy Schmidt. So he, he's been doing stuff. Um, yeah, I think he's, I think this is maybe just a, a down payment on his college fees, I think, this film. Like, everyone's doing this for a yeah, paycheck. Yeah, and everyone that was involved with making this film was just something they did within a month. <laughs> Couldn't have spent more time. Yeah. Well, you were saying that this movie was, like, shot and shelved for quite a bit, didn't you? No, no, no That was a screenplay. I don't think the... F- oh. oh, the film might have actually been shot and shelved. I can't remember. I was reading some stuff about it. This is... Oh, this is ages ago. Sadly, though. there is not much on the IMDb trivia for this film. There should be more. They, like, I was expecting more production issues. Like... Not quite on the level of Man Who Killed Don Quixote, but, like, (laughs) imagine that, like, if this film was, like, someone's passion project and they took years for them to get it made. To make this big pile of shit. To make this big pile of shit. That'd be sad. Uh, Yeah, well, well, my next note was about the soundtrack. It literally says the soundtrack is horrendous. So, I think this is right after she makes her second wish, and her second wish was... I think it was to get, become wealthy. No, her second wish is she wants that creep Paul to love to fall madly in love with her. Oh. Because, you know, she smiled at him once. Yes, emphasis on madly. But the thing is, um, Paul is the boyfriend of one of the girls that bullies her. Yeah. And I think this is right about the time where after she makes the wish, she walks off and the camera pans up to the little like circular thing on top of the yeah, puzzle that's box. Right. And you, you know, see the mother you know, hanging herself yeah, the mother again. Hanging. Just, just useless reminder of that. Yeah, it's like, yeah, we remember the start of the movie. Oh, which is really weird. I know this would be a bit late, but just to, to bring up the, the, the credit sequence, it's a bunch of weird pointless imagery in there. It, it, it like, has nothing they to do that with in the it. Film? They should throw that in the film just to make it more fucking entertaining. Yeah, as I said, it was like a shitty rip-off of the, of the opening credits to, um, uh, 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 what do you call it? Um, Girl, the Dragon yeah, da- David Finch's version, yeah. yeah. Except a much shittier song playing. Yeah. I'll take the immigrant song over whatever. Even even Karen O's cover of the immigrant song over whatever the fuck this is. But which again, like, be oh, careful what you wish for. Yeah, I reckon. Whoa. Really on the nose, lame shit. <laughs> Some really edgy, edgy ass oh, montage. God. <laughs> Rubbish. So yeah, she makes her second wish, and what do you know? This boyfriend, this boyfriend, this boy Paul is like. Hanging around in their locker the next day, yeah. being a real creep. I oh, mean, there's a really weird jump scare where, like, uh, she closes the locker yeah, closes and he's just right and he's there. Just standing right there. He's like, oh, hey, Claire. Hey, Claire. And she's like, spooked. She's just like startled. She's like, you'd expect this dude just be like standing right, right next to her, mm. hiding behind a bloody locker door like a creep. Yeah. But now, you might be, because you're a lot smarter than the protagonist of this film, you're starting to, you're probably thinking, okay, as every time she makes a wish, Someone dies. Yeah. There must be some kind of yeah. like there's a each wish has a price and a and a it's blood not just price. like someone randomly dies. It's someone that's relatively close within reason mm. to this character. So then we get to possibly what is one of the best scenes of the movie: oh, the yes. bathtub scene. The bathtub Eric, scene, and what follows is just incredible. Let's blow by blow go through it, Eric. All right. I mean, so this, this the wi- first of all, the puzzle box opens again, and we hear that ding. <laughs> there, there we have uh, the uncle character which I think we forgot to mention 
who is introduced at the beginning of the film, someone when she's riding a bike. She, yeah, she crashes. Or, she crashes in front yeah. of the bins in, in, in her, at his place. Anyway, he lives in some kind of mansion. Yeah, so he's, he's he's well off in comparison to them. So so. And the dad hates him for some reason. Yeah, we never explained. Ne- never explained. So so the uncle, right? Is 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 about to have a bath. We have the the creepy music playing, and then it cuts. It keeps intercutting back to the the, the box, just to just to keep reminding us that. This is the boxer's doing. <laughs> anyway, so as soon as he gets in the bath, he slips and he hits the back of his head and you think, okay, he's, he's dead. Mm. But then he gets up out of the water and you're like, oh, okay, shit. He's not dead. But then what he does is his head straight away he hits his tap. head on this fucking tap and he faucet. just gets knocked out. Yeah, on the faucet. And yeah. he drowns in the water, doesn't he? He drowns in the water, yeah. Oh my That's how he dies. It's... It's... Com- it's, it's so it's, weirdly comedic that you can't... It's ridiculous. Can't take it seriously. Like, who thought this was a good idea? Well, who thought? Yeah, it's just stupid. Don't don't make the guy hit his head on a on a tap. That's dumb. Such a I dumb mean, way to go out. I know There's that so happens, many... but not like this. Not well, in this stupid. Well, way. look, slipping slipping in the bathtub and hit the back of your head's probably enough to kill you. Possibly. I mean, they 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 really they would have been fine just leaving it at that. They didn't have they. This is why I think it's like they intentionally did this just to make it like stupid deaths because a lot of the deaths in this film are fucking stupid. They're like, they're like dollar store final destination deaths. They're dollar though. store final destination because they're they're very they're 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 nowhere near as graphic. Uh, but they got to get that PG PG thirteen rating, bro. rating, but they they they're more hilarious as well because it's just the nature of the deaths are just so absurd. Like uh, as as we said, the the, the uncle. Gets out of the water and hits his head on the fucking faucet, like, and then he's knocked out and he drowns. And it's a big, and it, because he's so rich, maybe he was, you know, killed by his own wealth because that was a big faucet that he yeah, hit his head on. That too. must have been a heavy cast iron faucet. <laughs> yeah. So then Claire comes home, and what do you know? It the oh. news is reporting about this old fuck that yeah, died. I reckon <laughs> they don't, they the, don't, they don't care about him at all. They're like, they, they hear like, oh, wait. Isn't there's mention there's mention of the the uncle's death before they give him the wheel? Yeah, she's like, oh, we're we like, going to the oh, funeral. No, yeah. are we going to the funeral? No, because but because the dad's like, no, you know that old bastard can rot in the ground for all I care. I don't give a yeah, shit. He just he just spites him. It's so strange. But then the next day, guess 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 what happens? Uh, Claire is written into the uncle's will, and they inherit apparently everything he has. Oh, and that's where they fucking give a shit. So why do they have? How does that happen, Eric? Because this girl is so stupid, she clearly hasn't figured out that she's clearly still, after her dog yeah. and her uncle died, after the direct results of her <laughs> wishing, she still hasn't figured that out. So what does she wish for? Because, yeah, they got Was they got wealth? squat. They got squat in the will. Yeah. She is. She does wish for wealth at that point. I can't remember she, the, wish, the wish. I can't remember the wishes in order. She wishes that the, un- that the dead uncle left everything to her. Oh, yes. So then... Yep. Next, the next day, there's a phone call, and it's like, at that point, that's when she should realize that, like, that's the like the biggest indicator that it's like, oh, okay, this shit is magic. This, this shit's magic. <laughs> that should be the big tipping point. It's like, huge okay, I, I am dealing with some supernatural force here. My uncle died. My dog died. Time for a shopping montage. <laughs> because why the fuck not at this point? Yeah, I reckon. Well, I mean, I mean, how else are you gonna just? Grieve for such a dear loss. 
you know, her, her, Ca- her no, Materialism uncle. and capitalism is the cure to everything, Eric. Yes. Didn't you know that? That's all you need to do. Just distract yourself. You can buy happiness. By, buy, by buying stuff. By, by buy- buying $800 fucking handbags. By being, yeah, by being super vain with... But still being, co- still being called peasants <laughs> when your friends bump into you at the mall. I reckon. What was it? There was that character that said, "Oh, you'd be like a real what was it like a real uh, snob if you bought these bags?" Oh yeah, it's like it's eight hundred dollars. You'd be an asshole if you bought it. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna buy it." Yeah, because she's got the money to. And then like uh, her friends like, "Oh, can you buy this bag for me?" She's like, "Sure." And you know, yeah, it's like, "Oh, you're the best." Yeah, you're and the they best. take and, and then she grabs one. Grabs a bag anyway. God, and what's the line? She's like, pain. "Peer pressure." You guys pressure me. Yeah. Oh, that's some more cultural commentary right, right there. Peer Ooh. pressures are stronger than and ever. And yeah, so we're doing this. It's this big shopping montage, and you know, there's sel- there's quite a few selfies. There's quite a few just hanging oh, out yeah. in this mansion. Oh, I mean, weird. I thought, and then I'm just thinking, like, I thought I was watching a horror movie. I, <laughs> I, I can't. I, are they? They're in high school, aren't they? Are yeah, they? they're in high school. Yeah. What? Why are they taking pictures of themselves while they're having a weird feast with like, like, I don't chips know. and cupcakes? I like, don't who know. The fuck, who the fuck organised this? Again, forty-five-year-old writing, thinking, writing what they think teenagers say. Oh, Christ! <laughs> it is just nonsense. Yeah, well, this is where we get to see the end of Aubrey from Twin Peaks right oh, here. This is, this is how she dies. Chopping up vegetables, which was Twin clearly Peaks established. Step. It was Chekhov's knife this time. Yeah. Chopping up Chekhov's vegetables into Chekhov's food processor. <laughs> yeah, she got this. She has this garbage disposal in her yeah, sink. Yeah, in her sink, yeah. Sorry, not food processor. Yeah, like, a lot of the characters seem to be yeah. very stupid with how they handle things sometimes. So, yeah. You'll she see, drops a ring in there or yeah, something? she drops a ring in there. I don't think she realised she dropped the ring in there. Or I, It's hard It's hard. Well, yeah, she hears this. She, she turns it yeah. on. She hears like this clink, 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 yeah. clink. And she's like, oh, what was that? So she decides to stick her hand in, in the garbage disposal to try and remove whatever it is. I don't know why she doesn't go to the bottom and just, mm. like, I don't know, un, 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 undo the... um. The, the bottom of it, just to see what's there. This is the first of a few times where this movie tries to play with your expectations as oh, to what yeah. exactly is going to happen because you've got this boiling water on the stove over there. You don't yeah, know if she's going to knock that over. She, she's just di- in hand in there, digging around, yeah. thinking like she's going to just chop her head to pieces. She's going to yeah. accidentally hit the thing. But what ends up happening, Eric? Well... The, the, the thing that you'd expect last to happen, the fucking hair gets caught in the, hair, in the disposal and then it turns on magically and her neck breaks. Yeah, she breaks her neck on like the edge of the thing. Yeah, on, just... on the bench. It's like, what's well, fucking nonsense. Like, how did this happen? Yeah, it's... That, 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 there must have been a lot of force within that garbage disposal. I saw... <laughs> so, after that, I'm just trying to just look over my notes to see what happens next. Um, shopping montage. Uh, I didn't have quite a few notes until a while. Oh, I think she catches her dad um, bin diving again. And uh, she's, you know, she's a teenage girl. She's like, she's always embarrassed by her parents. So, yeah. and she's surely... You would think the alarm bells should be ringing, red flags should be going up that you're dealing with fucking magic here. Yeah. So what does she wish for, Eric? Her fourth she, wish. She could do anything with this wish, but what does she decide she, to do? She wishes to become popular, doesn't she? That's the fifth one. Oh. She wishes her dad oh, wasn't so yeah, embarrassing. Wasn't so embarrassing. Like, That's it. I thought you were 17, not 12. Are you... F- what? Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, the, the father's fine. Yeah, it's just these wishes are very weird. Like, I know that these wishes are being made without her knowing that they're actually being, uh, well, like, I don't know, acted out or whatnot or being executed. 
but still, like, it's just just a very weird thing to just. Oh, I wish my father wasn't embarrassing. Oh, it's so it's so stupid. So, so basically, all that means that the father starts to play, like, yeah, jazz, like he's not he's, he's not he's not been diving anymore. He's he's, been diving he's getting anymore. back he's into the saxophone jazz. and he's now in a jazz band. Yeah, it's like what? Okay, and uh, that's that's where we get that 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 funny line where he's uh, um one of her friends watching her father perform, and then she says, oh. Your father's uh, he's real hot sauce, or yeah, something like that. Oh, like sriracha hot. Yeah, but in between this, I think a little bit before this, this is where we meet uh, uh, Dong from Kim Schmidt's cousin, who's like a, a expert in ancient Chinese. Oh yeah, and she takes the box to her, and it's you know it's 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 a horror movie about some kind of supernatural thing. So you need like a priest or some you know. Yeah. Someone to come in to explain about, like, give this big you exposition just need some dump. Character to do, yeah, exposition dump. Yeah, so much. apparently this this part it's a it's an old Chinese wishing box where you would write something you would write your wishes in and mm. you'd put it in, close the box, and wait for it to come true. But this is some kind of cursed one that was home to this that was belonged to this woman in like the early 1900s, and like she burnt down in a fire or something like that, or you know, something weird like her and her family were stuck in a train uh, carriage or. They were stuck on a train. They died from heat stroke. Oh, yeah. Or they, they died from, like, suffocation or something like that. And she was the only one that survived. And she, the only thing she kept with her was this was this, uh, mm. this wishing box. Yeah, and um, she does... Uh, um, Dong from Kimmy Schmidt's cousin does this all in exchange for a bunch of wontons. Yeah, which, apparently, in the way that they describe how she does wontons, yeah, like, it makes but, it very weird. Like, she says... Because Dong from Kimmy Schmidt says she's a slut for wontons. Yeah, she's a slut and like for she's wontons. like she's like I like to eat my wontons in private. I'm like, what are you really yeah. doing with those things, lady? I I do not know where she's putting those wontons, but it must I be don't want to know. <laughs> Maybe she's doing some something weird with the wontons and that ridiculous fucking beetle statue that she's got in their house. Yeah, I which which can become stupidly important later. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, it, it, it's so big that you just can't miss it in the back of the frame. Of uh of of the the woman's apartment, mm. but, oh, but then after this, uh, even after her dad's like um after her dad's like this successful jazz musician now yeah. like playing the saxophone, like she's like when she's driving back, she's driving back from visiting Dong from Kimmy Schmidt's uh, cousin, and she finds him and his mate who's barely a character, but he's probably the best character in the whole movie. He only had like five lines of dialogue and he's oh, cool. He just said dude all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so she finds them and they're just picking out garbage and she goes and fucking chews him out again. I'm like, leave him alone. You mm. you are literally making a scene every time you do yeah, this. Like this you nonsense. are you are not helping yourself here. It's just so stupid. And let the man have a hobby, for God's sake. It's it's harmless. There's no harm done. It's just And then you get And she's like, We live in a mansion. Time, Why are you the still only picking time people garbage? Notice it is when she just Starts to bark at him. It's, uh, but then we get back, and is this the first time that she suspects that someone's following her or watching her while she sleeps? Oh yes. And yeah, jeez. Well, what could it be? Do you think it could be a demon? It could be. It might be a demon. Oh, it might be subverting my expectations. It might oh be that God. creep. It might be that creepy thirty-year-old <laughs> posing as a teenager at this high school that she uh, yeah, that the guy she that hides wh- behind locker doors. Yeah. Spoiler alert. It's him. Who, who, who could have guessed? Oh, it's this, this is quite funny. The 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 reveal on uh, when she figures out that it's him that's been stalking her. Oh yeah. Oh, there's a funny scene where um, what was it? 
she 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 noticed she sees this shadow of a man uh or no she actually sees him with a phone sees a man with a phone uh spying on her and she runs out into the backyard to chase after him with like a rake or something mm. and she turns around like hits her jump scare moment yeah. yeah like she swings around and hits the dad like and Ryan Philippe like catches the yeah, rake like catches he, he doesn't rake. get hit he he catches it yeah it's really weird she almost like kills her father right there <laughs> oh god this movie is honestly like it's kind of so. Um, also, spoiler alert as well. If uh, you hadn't figured out already, we're going well, way in detail into this film. Oh but, yeah, we're really picking this one apart. But this is where we get to another one of these final destination deaths. The box starts opening it up again. We watched it with the subtitles. What did it say every time the music started playing? It was like oh, like eerie music. Eerily, eerily creepy. I think it said. Yeah, eerily creepy music. Uh, good work for the subtitles on Netflix to put that on. But yeah, so then we see this this girl. like So she's just done doing God knows what to those wontons. And she's just... <laughs> she hears back from her friend. like So she yeah, she's it's not able to read... the response from her friend. She, she's not able... We forgot to say she was not yeah. able to... Uh, we, we forgot to mention that there's an obvious... Uh, when... What's her name? When, when the protagonist gets in a car with, um, with her friend... Who's, who's got the the aunt who could translate the ancient Chinese? It's like, it's like midday, or it's like right after school. Oh yeah, and it's like then, let's like, go they now. Drive to the city, and it takes like fucking three hours to get there because it's like the sunset. Yeah, it's sunsetting, like, but there's also a storm yeah, it's like the in end the of background. school, so it's like two p.m. and it's like, it's like when do you want to go? How about now? Okay, let's go. Cut yeah. to night time. Yeah, cut cut to just literally the sun. The sun is setting, and there's like a storm in the background. <laughs> I wonder, I wonder what that storm's gonna be for. Uh. Chalk it up to who cares. So, <laughs> yeah, talk, chalk it up to who cares. So, uh, I mean, this film just needs things to happen. Okay, this 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 uh, woman she gets a response from. Yeah, because she couldn't friend. she couldn't translate the yeah. letters that she like that's, she couldn't translate all of that's, it. So that's she. That's why I made the joke. Like, it seems funny that like the more they try to translate the characters in the box, the more ancient the Chinese is, which is like really yeah. bizarre. Because like the person who made it must just just different dialects for every layer of some mm. nonsense like that like so whatever. yeah the puzzle box starts opening the eerily creepy music starts playing as the yep. subtitles suggest she hears back from her friend we don't just get to see what it is we only get to see her reaction she's like yeah oh my god and she's about to message her cousin yeah. and the power goes out power conveniently goes out because so, of, um thunderstorm mm, yeah the thunderstorm so she goes outside in the middle of a lightning storm with a Remote uh, with an electronic device in a fucking lightning storm, moron, to try and get a reception, and she d- like she gets it. She was able to send a mess. No, she doesn't send the message. No, she's about to hit send, and then a door slams, and she drops yeah, it, drops and phone. it smashes on the ground. Yeah. So then she goes back in. Oh, this is nonsense. She goes back inside her house with all this weird shit all over the place. It's like an and art gallery. For some stupid reason, she's got like this giant beetle statue yeah, that has like long before. fucking it's minotaur like a, horns. It's a, or like something. a rhinoceros beetle, like a huge rhinoceros beetle um, in, in her studio apartment. And she trips on a rug and pales her no, fucking She face. gets scared by lightning. Oh. A strike of lightning. She's like, oh, what's that? Trips on a very thin rug. And has her head impaled, yeah, impaled by one of on these one of the spikes horns. on one of these horns. It's, it's kind of great. Yeah, it's 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 fair. It looks hilarious. And and what the best part about it is, guess what they cut to next? 
Oh, it's amazing. But so yeah, at, they, at this point, it's um, the, at this point as well, this is where um, Claire and her friends are just sitting around watching uh, the dad and mm. his band playing jazz music. And right after the shot, it's fucking creepy yeah. and terrifying. Uh, right after you see this woman get impaled by this statue, it cuts to Joey King's character laughing. Yeah. It's like, Oh my god! Yeah, it's it's so bizarre. Just the juxtaposition in that shot. She's laughing. Just what happened? That shot could honestly be used as the new thing for the cooler shove effect. If people want to, if it should be the Joey King effect. (laughs) What they should do, like every, they should get a bowl of soup, like a a, a, like a child in a coffin, and a picture of a woman, and then just have Joey just cut to Joey King straight after that both times, all three times though. Amazing! <laughs> it's so dumb. Oh, it's, it's but incredible. Ryan, yeah, Dong from Kimmy Schmidt goes to the apartment the next day, finds the horror, like as to instead of like he acting like no, 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 no. I'm just like I'd be like, how the fuck did this happen? Yeah, I reckon. <laughs> I'd be like what? Why did you have this in the, I, in the house? Look, I'm not going to lie, but if I actually saw that, I'd probably, yeah. li- I'd probably then, laugh at because that's just a very mm. weird way to But then, die. how does he find out? He Does he see the email that the other one sent, or did you just see his fo- I see don't her know. phone? I, I, she I, either, I, he, he either I, sees her phone or the email no, that no, got I sent to he her. he picks up the phone and then decides to go upstairs. Like, mm. Yeah. But he finds that out. He like runs to Claire at school mm. and like, hey, how... Have you made any wishes yet? Have you made any wishes? And she's yeah. like, Don't, what? Why? And she's like, my cousin's dead. No, okay, no, no. You, you like, forgot. He, he said something like, oh, uh, like he, he, un- he translates to her the the characters they couldn't translate, which is something yeah. like, oh, a each wish blood has price. a blood price. It meant a blood price. And, 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 and yeah, emphasis on blood price. He's looking all upset. And then she responds with something very strange. Like, like, We're going to be late for class. Just no, no, shut no. up. She says something like, oh, t- tell your cousin I said thanks. And that's when like, he and breaks like, the news She's dead. She's dead. And she's like, oh, that's terrible. And then, We're going to be late for class. Yeah, Hurry up. Yeah, then he's like, oh, you got to get rid of that box. And she's like, we're going to be late for class. And just runs off. She's just so fucking ignorant, to be yeah. quite honest. And even after this, like, she's... Surely you would start to figure it out by now. And now, isn't this afterwards she goes and she goes to Sherilyn Fenn's house and finds her, you know, she's been there for days now and she's like... Contorted no, 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 dead. No. You don't no, see... No. That's that's a that's little later? bit later. Okay. I'm very sure it's a little bit later because um, I'm pretty sure what happens after this is uh, there's that like party or the scavenger hunt or I think it's, it's the so- no, no, no 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 just that, before that, this she makes another wish before this she makes another wish just before this I can't remember what's the impetus for it. Oh no! This is this is what happened when we literally we watched this. I got up and started pacing around the room, oh, and I threw right. my fucking yeah. hat oh, on she, the floor. That, this is where she wishes to become popular. This is where she wishes that's to become right. popular. And as I said, I started getting up, pacing around yeah. the room. I grabbed one of my hats and fucking threw it on the floor because <laughs> I couldn't hilarious. believe it. Oh, the uh, <laughs> extremely vain wish. So then she goes to this party, and everyone's just like, "Oh, I'm, I'm so cool." Yeah, I'm glad I'm, the the chair I'm sitting in right now, or the the one that I was sitting in while watching this film, didn't have armrests because I would have fucking ripped them off. To be quite <laughs> honest, if it was a rocking chair. You would have like broke the uh, the the legs of the chair. Yeah. No, to be honest, I'm surprised you didn't throw your your, your computer out the window. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, fuck this movie. So I'm just like walking down the footpath, sees computer crash with like. We should put on their screen. Like, what <laughs> this the movie fuck is fucking this? stinks. 
Um, but then, yeah, we get to this party and, like, these two th- these two are having this... It's it's a scene that, like, is so badly written. It's just so terrible. Fucking Olivier couldn't make this shit work. What's the line that he has? Like, he's about... Wait. Like, he's like, wait. And she's like, what? He's like, oh, nothing. I was just trying to think of something dope, dope to, to say, say before yeah. I kissed you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's like, Gun meet head. Finger meets trigger, brains meet wall. That's fuck this. That's 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 some extremely <laughs> suave shit. I mean, <laughs> that's so suave that fucking uh, Frank Dennis Hopper in Blue Velvet would be impressed. You'd say that's some suave <laughs> shit. Yeah, there. I just have <laughs> next to this note. I just have a little angry face with like massive eyebrows <laughs> that just go straight directly. God, slinkers out. Don't you say, God, this dude's full of himself. I mean, this should be like. Towards like middle of the third act, you would think, and it's the next like big thing halfway through. I checked the time. There was forty-one fucking minutes yeah. left after this <laughs> happened, and I almost wanted to pick up the laptop and throw it out the window when this <laughs> happened. Yeah, I mean this this film was really it was really making you uh, just emotional, <laughs> I should say. You I, can, don't, I don't know the kind of emotions that the director would have wanted. You can but. certainly <laughs> say that. So after this. Um, they go on this uh, senior scavenge, or it's a scav, it's yeah, a scav hunt it's a essentially. Scav hunt of sorts. And um, this is where we get to see the puzzle box open for another time. Yeah. And oh, this, oh no, no, bit. before this, so we see the puzzle box open for another time, and this is where we discover the guy that's been following around. Oh. It's like you know, I've just been watching you, like the boyfriend. Yeah, he's like, Paul, no, he says Paul. something like, "Oh, don't worry, they're just pictures of you." And then she finds like a picture of her. Yeah, when she's oh, asleep. When she's it's asleep. Like, and he says, you even look good you, when you, you sleep. sleep. Yeah, he just says this weird shit. And then he says, she's yeah. oh, she's like, oh, fucking how could you, like, you know. Yeah, I'm breaking up with of, you. Yeah, I'm breaking up with you. He's like, and then he says something, oh, you're cute when you're mad. <laughs> uh, no, I think smoking. He says the word <laughs> smoking. when you're mad. Like, what? Oh, <laughs> fuck this movie. That is some excellent dialogue. <laughs> this, this, can, this is going up against, like, like Chinatown and Casablanca. For oh, best absolutely. It's mind blowing. We'll always have the puzzle box. <laughs> uh, Unbelievable. This is Wish Upon. Forget it, Jake. This is Wish Upon. <laughs> uh, this is the beginning. This is the beginning of a wonderful curse. <laughs> I don't know. I'm out of references for both of them. Instead of singing the French, singing the French national anthem, they sing "Be careful what you wish for." Whoa! <laughs> just, just read Casablanca. So <laughs> all the music's from Wish Upon. Oh God! Please all the dialogue. Dub, dub Play it dialogue. again, Claire. <laughs> oh God! See, we oh. like good movies too. <laughs> we like good movies too. Oh, I mean. God, imagine if Roman Polanski made Wish Upon. Oh, God. <laughs> well, he, he'd be the scariest part about the movie. It's, it's funny you say that because I was watching, uh, I think it was, I was watching some kind of documentary on film for one of my uh, classes the other day. Mm. And there was a thing where Roman Polanski was interviewed and I started booing. Oh, okay. <laughs> no one else got around me. I'm like, okay, you guys clearly don't well, know who he is then. It's just, it's just weird because... Because Roman Plants is such a good, like, filmmaker for, for Hollywood. That bloody Hollywood defends his, like, terrible rapists. It's the same with Woody Allen and Harvey Weinstein yeah, and Kevin true, Spacey true. and all those dickheads. Well, Spacey's in that world defended. 
No, he's got a bit of slack. Like Weinstein's not that defended now. That's that's why I'm surprised. He was like, for a very he long was for time, a very long though. time. But like, I'm just I'm just sort of waiting for the time for I don't know Polanski to be put to the put on trial again. Because I, I I'm wondering if he's gonna get he's gonna get off scot free again. Okay, so this is around where they get to the the scav hunt. They're about to go to the scav hunt. The wishing box opens and. This scene, like, the tease of, like, who's going to die and when mm. is, like, there's about four or five different ones in this scene alone. There's the f- oh, the first yeah. one is this giant fucking effigy or whatever that they're burning at the f- at this yeah, party right before they go on the scav hunt. It misses them. It, it, almost, it almost crushes Barb from Stranger Things. When we say near miss, it, like, falls, like, It falls, like, right next to a... Not really. It's like, well, I guess, Doesn't Meredith go, like, oh, look out, and... They, she barely moves her friend. That's oh, why it's so oh, weird. No, we forgot something. Right before this happens, right, right before this um, scab hunt, what happens is that like she tells her friends about it. Claire tells her friends about oh, the puzzle yeah. box. And Meredith, they, the worst character in the film, has like the most sane thing ever. It's like, why wouldn't you just wish for world peace yeah, and to cure cancer? Con- she just contradicts herself because she says shit like... She contradicts you, herself immediately by yeah. saying, like, oh, why didn't you why wish you for... Why give us, like, PhDs or something? And then I'm thinking, what? That's just as vain as the other wishes. Yep. Like, you can't compare giving people PhDs for not for not achieving them mm. to bloody curing world cancer. It's nonsense. Yeah, and back, back to Barb from Stranger Things being the most, you know, reasonable character in this film. She's like, why don't you just get rid of it? Didn't they mm. say all the curses become undone? Like, all the... They say yeah. when you get rid of... Like, if you lose, break, or, like, whatever, if you... Lose possession of the box. And is this all the wishes the, become undone. Is this around the same time when uh, that's an uh, easy skater out. friend says something like, "Oh, how many wishes have you made?" And she's like, five. And Four. She's like, what? Yeah. No, no, no. Th- yeah, that's, that's that's at the fifth wish. And yeah, she's yeah, like, yeah. What? You've killed five people. Now that happens after a friend dies. Oh, that's right, right, right. So, um, yeah. Um, well, which, we'll, we'll is which is where we're getting yeah. to now. So, yeah, Barb is almost Barb from Stranger Things is almost crushed by this burning effigy because Meredith is like, "Oh, look out!" and like kind of tackles her out of the way. Not really tackles, sort of pushes. Her, well, the way they film it's really funny because they make it look like like it's close than it is, but when they show the effigy, they're like they're like literally meters away. Yeah, but she, yeah, her friend just like pushes her just a little bit. She doesn't tackle her. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's sort of, yeah, it's just, as you said, it's like a little tease thinking yep. like, oh, we're still in danger. We might so, die from some so then, random things. So right after this happens, the scav hunt begins mm. and we intercut between, um, them at this oh. like building where they think the first clue is and her father driving to a gig who, uh, punches a tire yeah, out and is like right on the side of the road. And it's weird because... There's about four teasers right in this. Yeah, film. there's a there's a there's in, a tease, in this moment. There's a tease before he starts to change a tire where he nearly gets hit by a car by yeah like s- by two people two just... street races, and then so so what he he's going to change the tire out, but of course you know bloody horror horror film he he loses like oh, yeah he, he loses, loses a screw, screw. So that's like, on yeah, the other side of the car he's got he the vi- to crawl he's got the, the car. so yeah he's lifted the vice up to change yeah. he's got the vice he's lifted the car up to change the. Yeah, to change the tire. tire. And like a screw, one of the screws from the tire like goes underneath the car, yeah. which is closer to the other side, as you're saying. Easier to go around yeah, the other side. Easier to go around the there. other side. But yeah, he goes. But he just crawls under the car and risks like crushing himself because this dope just like keeps kicking the vice. Yeah. Cut, intercut that with. Um, they're, they're, they've taken a photo underneath this elevator or like they're, they're yeah. in this big shopping center and. 
that and their then, friend goes off to kill the monster. With yeah, because she the, gets an alert. She's like, yeah. "What is it? Malformed Mallory is yeah. in the building. I can go get her, and I'm gonna be a monster <laughs> mutant master. I'm gonna catch them all." Oh wait, that's too close. That's that's trademark. That, that, that line's all. got copyright on it. I'm gonna get them all. Get them all. <laughs> and then, oh, so she, she goes. So she goes to the twenty sixth floor, yeah. and. Catches it very, very easily. Yeah. I'm like... <laughs> it's just nonsense. It's like, why even bother with this such a Pokemon game? Pokemon Go rip-off shit. And so she, she wastes time going to the fucking 26th floor to catch this, yep. like, so then she, monster. So, yeah, we're still into cutting with the dad. So she she gets the monster. She's in the elevator. She's going down. Elevator stops. Yeah. And she, she calls Claire and it's like, hey, the elevator stopped. Can you get someone to help me? And then we cut back to the dad who's it's finally... Actually- like you think he's gonna crush himself under the car because he's yeah. his the vice is slowly like he's slowly hitting the vice and yeah, it's slowly, he's slowly kicking with his foot as he's like crawling across. Yeah, but he grabs he grabs the little thing eventually, and as he's crawling out, he accidentally knocks the spare wheel, the yeah. spare tire, and yeah. it starts rolling it starts down rolling the road. Down the road, and right oh. as he this is the best scene. This is one this of the is, best scenes is, of the this film. Is amazing. So yeah, as he's crawling out, as soon as he stands up. A car comes along and hits it, the tire. A, a car going at like 40Ks hits the car and hits, it's going bullet speed. It's the second thing that something flies through the air unrealistically. Yes. This thing hits the tire. It flies towards Ryan Philippe. He, does he yeah. duck? Well, it does something or, weird. Like it, it bounces on the ground. Yeah, and he ducks. Yeah, it bounces, and, it, and it bounces up really high. Yeah, and, and it hits a tree. It hits a it, tree. It, it bounces, yeah, it ducks. It bounces over, hits a tree. So you're like, oh shit, okay, he's not going to get well, it's killed. It's really weird because you thought, like, well, because it's so quick and shit looking. Like, I thought, like, you got decapitated. I thought it was, like, Final Destination 4 <clears> or something where they're at the, the race the, track. The race track. And someone actually does get fuck their head crushed by a wheel or a yeah, tire. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. you know, their face gets ripped off, yeah, essentially. Fa- yeah. But even but in this death, because, like, so this, so you're like, okay, the dad's safe. So it's obviously Meredith. You're, you're dead, mate. Yeah. So, yeah, she's about to... So, someone helps her. She gets to the floor on the elevator. And literally, yeah. right as she's about to get off, Step the off, whole thing fucking plummets drops. Down. Plummets yeah. down. She tries <laughs> pressing all the buttons. And this scene, the way it's edited is so funny. Because it just keeps cu- intercutting between yeah. the two. Like, da, ba, ba, ba. And then, the crushed elevator, which should be a fucking pancake. Yeah. It's still completely intact. And you just see Meredith just, see just like glass flop out with a big gla- a shard of glass stuck in her. And this is where Bob from Stranger Things starts screaming, it's all your fault, it's all your fault to yeah. Claire, and then just runs out. And yeah, she's still... At this point, you think she would be, you know... We, we forgot to mention the the multiverses thing in the car. Oh, God. God. So stupid. Oh. oh, yeah. So they... It's like, whoa, you whoa, dig on the multiverse theory? The multiverses too? Dude. It's, like, it's like those kids just watch some Rick and Morty and they're like, oh man, multiverse oh is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, people people listening at home, the the way that Rick um Rick Eric just rolled <laughs> 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 It's too late to be doing this. We're doing this it's it's like five thirty on a Sunday. It's too late to be podcasting. Mm. So yeah, Eric just did this amazing eye roll <laughs> that he just did and it was awesome. I wish people could have seen that. But yeah, so they're talking about multiverse theories, and it's like, hey, maybe we're dating in one of the multiverses, or maybe yeah, we're like not. Near the end of the film. Oh wait, was that? that that's it. That's in the car, and oh, they're like, it, in the yeah. multiverse, it's like uh, in kindergarten, like you farted and then blamed it on me, and for like all the way up until like eighth grade, people called me McFarts because of you. 
And it was like, like, and then it was like, that's what the big farts thing came from. And I was like, yeah, because I'm like, oh, because doesn't he say something earlier like, oh, you called me big farts? Yeah. And like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then then she's like, then she's like, well, in a multiverse, in a multiverse, you farted and then you blamed it on me and everyone called me McFarts. I'm like, I don't give a shit. Just move on. Fuck. Like, they they have no concern what happens in a goddamn multiverse. It doesn't affect. If there was, it's a, practically not even them. It's some, it's a version of them. That do, isn't, that's them, but that's not them. Do you think in one of the possible uh, many drafts for this screenplay, there were multiverses in there at some point, and this was to introduce some kind of multiverse thing that was going on? Do you, do you on? think that there was? Uh, there's a multiverse where this screenplay was actually the best written fucking screen, screenplay ever. Not a, not not a chance. Not a chance. This is in a universe where. Uh, Chinatown and Casablanca didn't exist. <laughs> the, the 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 second best film to Wish Upon was probably uh, Neil like a Neil Breen film, yeah, like it's, Neil Breen's Double Down it, or something. It's Wish Upon, The Bye Bye Man, uh, Neil Bre- or Neil Breen's entire filmography, <laughs> yeah. and um, the Room, Uber Bowl, Uber Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and a- Zack Snyder is considered high art. Yeah, it would be that kind of multiverse, and the, the I think that's called the, hell. <laughs> it's, it's movie hell. <laughs> it's movie Mark, hell. Michael Michael Bay's Transformers are a series of epics. <laughs> so right after this, like she starts to think, oh yeah, maybe I should get rid of this thing, and yeah, what? what okay, this, this is where it gets a little bit blurry. Like this is where you would think she starts going a little bit mad with it. She's like, do I get rid of it? Do I not? And mm. then what is it? Barb from Stranger Things steals it from her one night. Yeah, and it's weird because she just hides in a vent. Yeah, she hides it just it. in a vent, and like she confronts Barb from Stranger Things. Like I'm just gonna call her that from now yeah. on. I know the name of the actress, or I don't. I, th- I don't remember the name of the character. She's just Barb from Stranger Things. That's where everyone knows her from. So, yeah. Barb from Stranger Things has the puzzle box, and she's like, not the puzzle box, the wishing, the, the box. And and did you notice that the box changed color? Throughout yeah, the film, it, it, like it, in some it's, shots it's brown, some shot it's some shots it's red, some shots it's like golden red. It's just, it's, it's like weird. no one it's gave just a shit. Like how um, going back to that night scene uh, where uh, the protagonist is trying to confront the stalker, and she runs out in her pajamas, and then when she bumps into her father's, a costume change into like jacket uh-huh. and pants yep. and stuff. Nobody gave what? a shit. Yeah, no, it's just. I think I think the film is intentionally like that by design. Like there's there's multiverses where uh, where the, where the the um the inconsistencies in the film uh those are supposed to be converting to different multiverses. So there's a multiverse where she ran out in her pajamas and a multiverse where she ran out in her standard clothes. <laughs> you're giving <laughs> you're giving this movie way more credit than it deserves. You th- you think this movie's way smarter than it is? It's really not. It's genius. <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah so we get this confrontation like she steals the pu- she steals the box back from Barb from Stranger Things and like they're on top of a stairway somewhere and they're like you know like let go of it it's mine it's mine like you know a tug of war against this box <laughs> uh, Claire grabs it and the result is Barb from Stranger Things tum- or not should I say not Barb from Stranger Things it's um Barb from Stranger Things uh, stunt double that looks nothing like Barb from <laughs> yeah, Stranger Things tumbling down this stairs but and then as she soon ends as she's sliding right yeah, at the end of the stairs yeah right at the end of the stairs she's like, and then she sl- they it's, cut it's, to her sliding it honestly, it honestly looks like a like when 
in a Tom and Jerry cartoon. You know when Tom uh, yeah. would get flattened and like you just like float down the stairs. That's what it looks like. I mean, it's impressive oh, how they're actually. It kind of does. It, it does remind me of that. <laughs> that that kind of weird cartoonish slapstick comedy. I mean, that that's the best part of the movie. It's like, how did they do that? Yeah, I'm genuinely. <laughs> I mean, that's probably the fact that, like, it's someone... It's just like that excellent excellent <laughs> shot with the foreshadowing of the elevator above Meredith's head. Oh, like, yeah. Incredible. That one made the IMDb trivia. That made the IMDb trivia. That's how good it was. Is this where we get, like, Dong has been doing... Dong from Kimmy Schmidt's been doing some more research about this... About the box yeah. and was saying about, like, oh... And then it was about this this guy that did it and, like, murdered, like, it murdered his whole family. And we get a dialogueless cameo in this from Jerry O'Connell. I almost <laughs> yeah. fell out of my seat when I saw this. He had a loan shark to pay hours. back. We just need you for an hour or something. Mm. Uh, we'll give you a bunch of money. He was like, yeah, right. He was um, sick of going to sliders conventions. So <laughs> that's why... Jerry O'Connell was on sliders, wasn't he? I think so. Uh, he, he was on there with that racist John Reese davies Yeah, that's the thing. Sliders, all the sliders... Um, uh, uh, what is it? Royalties? Royalties from Sliders <laughs> reruns ran out, so that's why Jerry O'Connell's in Wish Upon. Fair in enough. In a uncredited role and a, a dialogueless <laughs> uncredited role. He, he didn't want his name to be tarnished for being in this this wonderful project. Mm, and also, fuck this movie for in this little scene with him uh, ripping off the Evil Dead with the tracking oh, shot yeah. going up right to before it kills him. Yeah, with fuck the, you. With, with sort of the weird. Raimi ghost camera where they yeah it like, like sped the up the sped up footage yeah, yeah. The sped up footage and the camera just being like shaking around yeah mm-hmm. did you know Raimi, Raimi was only like twenty two when he made Evil yeah, Dead he was I thought Raimi was like in his seventies he's only he's not even I think no. he's only just about to turn sixty yeah no, I thought he was much older than that no he's pretty young when he made uh, Evil Dead uh, he needs to make more and, movies oh yeah um he's got. Lots of wonderful films for Sam Raimi. He hasn't yeah, made it, attention. He hasn't made a film since. I mean, first of all, Sam Raimi directs this movie. Better movie. Better movie. Better movie if Sam Raimi directed this instead oh, of definitely instead no, of this Sam fucking Raimi, hack that Sam, was. Sam Raimi did make a film similar to this. Oh fuck! What drag me to hell. Yeah, drag me to hell. I mean, he doesn't have a magic box, but. Uh, it does have it, a. There's a curse in it. It does have a similar ending where they think they're out of it. Yeah, and then yeah. What happens at the end? Does she get dragged to hell? She, ha- yeah. yeah. She, she, she like, get she gets pushed hell. over. Like, that's she right, falls on the, the train tracks and then she gets yeah, dragged down into hell. Because the what's it? The 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 husband brings the the cursed item back to her. And she's like, oh fuck, the time ran out, and she gets dragged to hell. Yep. Sorry for spoiling Drag Me to Hell. Pretty good film. Yeah, Sam Raimi's last good... I think I was going to say, I think I might be Sam Raimi's last film, but I just remembered he did that terrible fucking Wizard of Oz movie with oh, James yeah. Franco. Yikes. Yeah. Good old Dark Man. Uh, mm. You know, he was making superhero Spider-Man films. Spider-Man 3. Oh, Spider-Man 3. Oh, oh my brilliant. Because he fa- gave up on Spider-Man 3. Ha- have, yeah, I know, because of studio interference. Yeah. But have you seen in this new Spider-Man game for PS4... That they've included this thing where you can do like the that oh, thing. Oh, awesome! You, you can th- there's a, there's like a cheat where you can do the the fingers like like you you're not as emo Spider Man, but you can like point at people yeah. as you're walking down the street. Oh, it's that's, amazing. That's funny as. There needs to be a button where you can just go up to people, whisper in the ear, and go. That's a oh, man. <laughs> that's what uh, that's what Raimi needs to do. Make a sequel to Army of Darkness. Oh, yes. Make an army of darkness too or something. That'd be a 
European fucking tastic. Uh, we could just let's just talk about the let's just forget <laughs> Wish Upon. Let's just talk about the filmography of Sam Raimi. <laughs> That's much more interesting than Wish Upon. I've I, I got bored <laughs> speaking of Wish Upon. Should we just jump straight to the ending? Uh, we're, we're nearly close enough to the ending. So so yeah, she she gets the box back essentially, and she's just like you know um she she starts freaking out. It's like I know what to do. I can just I can just keep it and not make any wishes. Mm. But she's like, you know what? No. I wish that my mother never committed suicide. Oh, That's the yeah. sixth wish. Knowing full well now that there is going to be some kind of blood sacrifice. That's that's, that's pretty funny when it happens. Which I'm like, well, like, you're irredeemable now. Because what's weird is she... That's when they do a weird uh, multiverse thing. Where it's like, because she made that wish, time has fucking changed. So because her mum didn't die, she's in like an alternate universe. But for some reason, she retained all the knowledge of what happened in the the other timeline yeah so then like she, she she like lives out a whole timeline and then she's just like hmm oh no someone's gonna die for this in this unit like someone mm. alive here is gonna die but yeah, and her she... fucking father gets killed in a hilarious hold on, way hold on. Well, well, you're jumping a bit too far ahead so yeah so the mother's the mother's back and yeah. you realize it's a, because she's like oh happy birthday claire as she walks in because she has another terrible day at school where she gets a smoothie thrown on her or something like that mm. and yeah that this is where she Oh yeah, it's her birthday when she goes yeah, and does yeah, all this, and then yeah, she her mother's back and she has her no her dog's not back sorry, and she's got two younger sisters yeah. or something like that now who are both blonde. Yeah, <laughs> again making the fact like why the hell yeah, it's just well, she starts, no one cared. She started she started off blonde. No, you, you don't understand, Sean, because that blonde girl wasn't her. That was her one of her daughters from the multiverse. Actually, that doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> <laughs> what am I trying to defend this piece of shit? Don't try and defend this movie. <laughs> I thought you were just going to be like, uh, uh. Just gonna you confuse, know what, forget it. I'm just going to confuse myself. So yeah, then she she sees all this and she's happy her mother's back, but then she kind of, she's looking through her um, mother's old paintings because mm. another thing we forgot to mention is that she's a painter. She's quite yeah. a good painter and her mother used to paint yeah. too. And she's looking through all of these all of these paintings yeah. and she finds one that the that the movie is hiding from the audience but we all clearly know what's on it because we saw the first fucking yep. 2 minutes of the movie <laughs> which is where they reveal the thing that she puts in the trash was actually the cursed magic box, ma- magic box. and there's a painting of it and she's like oh my god and she hears the the eerily creepy music and she's like no and then sees her dad is trying to cut down a branch with a chainsaw yeah she's well he's far her father is helping a man on a ladder try and cut down a branch and a chainsaw and this is really stupid because oh like the she she runs outside she's like oh no dad dad and then the, 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 she, as, he, as he, he turns knocks, around, yeah, as he turns around, he, he like, knocks, the, knocks ladder. the ladder, and the guy with the chainsaw just like drops, swings the chainsaw, and fucking decapitates him, <laughs> like cuts his head clean off, as if he didn't even have a chainsaw. We don't see that though. We no, don't, we see, don't the see the decapitation because because PG thirteen. Yeah, just oh. God, it would be way funnier if we actually got to see like all oh. this blood and gore, and just to see his fucking head comedically. Actually, roll you know, around. you know who would have been great to direct this film? Eli fucking, Roth. No, Peter Jackson. Oh, if Peter like, Jackson made this like a like, straight out like horror comedy, this like movie would be awesome. Yeah, this movie oh. would be fucking awesome. You, have you seen Braindead? No, oh, I really fantastic. want to. It's fantastic. Oh, it's amazing. Like, like, 
mean, He'd speaking of Peter Jackson, speaking of Peter Jackson, because the guy uses a chain, like he uses a lawnmower to kill zombies. <laughs> He's so fucking stupid. I mean, speaking of shows, movies, and Peter Jackson ripoffs that we might eventually do on this show, the oh. Happy Time Murders. I'm looking at you. Have you seen Meet the Feebles? No. Oh, that should be a double feature. Oh, because Meet the Feebles is just it's just grimy and mean spirited, but. It's pretty fucking bizarre. Like, like I was watching with my roommate, and we thought, we thought, God, this this is a fucking weird film, but it's pretty well done considering its uh, budgetary. It's Peter Jackson too, so he's yeah, good. Like, yeah, he's pretty good. He's a very oh, no, good. But this is like early Peter Jackson. Yeah, like this is like his second feature. Post bad taste. That's post bad taste. Yeah. Um, Meet the Feebles, but I think it was really weird because I heard something like he was making another. He tried to make another film. Although he didn't get funding for it. No, didn't didn't Brain Dead come out before? Did Brain Dead come out before Meet the Feebles? Oh yeah. By the way, no, for, no, I'm pretty sure Meet the Feebles came out before Brain Dead. For for international audiences, the um international title for Brain Dead was Dead Alive. Yeah, Dead Alive. No, I'm pretty sure Brain Dead came out after Meet the Feebles. All right. Welcome back to the Sam Raimi and Peter Jackson retrospective show <laughs> where we don't talk about Wish Upon. <laughs> Honestly, this movie sucks. So yeah, the, but then she realizes, oh crap, my dad's dead, and she's like, "Fuck you, box." And oh, yeah. we forgot to mention, um, right after um, Meredith dies, they try to just they try to burn it, doesn't work. Yeah, try beating it with a sledgehammer as well, doesn't work. work. So yeah, so her final wish, she's like, "I wish you, I wish you would take me back to the day when I found you, or my dad found you." I don't know you. why she did that. She could have just like tried to wish it out of existence or something like that. Possibly wishing it out of, out of existence, claiming that it never existed in the first place, probably would have reverted all the changes. Considering mm. that wishing for a mother to come back to life, put her in an alternate timeline, you know, you know, just things like that. Yep. And then, so we cut back to the beginning of the movie. The very beginning, her dog's yeah. still alive, and she's like, "Oh, Max, you're still here. I love you. <laughs> oh, who's a good boy? Who yeah, wants a belly rub? Like she's all happy that kind to of see stuff." That her father's alive, and, and still picking garbage. Still picking garbage, uh, and she joins him for garbage picking to find the yeah, box, and, and they're, they're to take it with her. Aubrey from Twin Peaks is there, saying, "Hey, I was in this movie. Goodbye." <laughs> <laughs> oh, unfortunately, we don't get to see the the uncle who was. Uh, nah, he's see not because no one fucking gives a shit about. Who him. gives a shit? Poor, I, I care about so, Someone else. No, I'm it, the only it, one no, that mourned he, he, for him. Here's when your multiverse theory comes in. Someone else crashed into his bins and then found the puzzle box later that day. Oh my god, that wasn't that wasn't his house. That was the that was the O'Connell's house. They found the puzzle box. Uh, yeah, but, no, but she crashes into the pile yeah, of bins yeah. beforehand. But anyway, so yeah, so she's trying to tie up all these loose ends. So she thinks she's beaten it, right? Yeah. So then on the picking thing, she goes and finds the box and she grabs it and stuffs it in her backpack, right? Yeah, this is super bizarre because she then goes to school afterwards and you would you would think that she would have disposed of the box on the way to school. No, she takes it to school with her. She takes it to school she with her, finds Don meets, from Timmy Schmidt, yeah, apologizes for the McFarts thing. Yeah, and he's and like, he's just like, what? And, and she's like, I really know mis- about your cousin in, yeah. and the loft that she has. And she's like, and he's like, you're whoa, creeping me. this is creeping me you're out. You're creeping me out. <laughs> yeah, he's like, dude, you're creeping me out. And she's like, oh, can you do me a favor? It's like, hey, I know all this weird stuff about you. Hey, can you do me a favor and hide this weird puzzle box for me? Thanks. And then goes up and then kisses him. Yeah. And then she thinks she's beaten it right. Oh, it's, and it's then so she turns around. like her friends are like, oh, look at that. That's so cute that, you know, uh, she's uh, 
you know, found a boy. I don't know what they're thinking. Like they just think Cheshire's really cute. So everything's all nice and dandy. I think they have some not like light, nice music playing, and then <laughs> out of nowhere. Claire gets hit by a car. She gets cannon, she got cannonballed thirty feet fucking air and landed on another car. Yeah, and air. you find out that she was hit and by you thought the other Darcy. Shit. You Darcy thought, hit her. Yeah, and she's like, I didn't see her. I didn't see her. I'm like, how? <laughs> shit driver. She she they they foreshadow that because she nearly hit her while she was on her bike. Oh yeah, Ooh. again, really <laughs> smart. It's very smart. Chekhov's car as well. Wait, wait, speaking of, <laughs> this film must be self-aware, because speaking of, like, thinking that everything else, because one of her friends, uh, no, it was Meredith, that said, oh, this shit could have all been coincidence. Yeah, thinking, oh, that was coincidence. What about fucking hitting someone with a car? Thinking, <laughs> like, the trajectory is so bizarre, they catapult 30 feet in the air and land on another car. Like, that's coincidence. That's absolute madness. Oh, uh, and then, happen? and then we just cut to oh. Joey King with a thousand yard stare as the creepy puzzle box music <laughs> is, is as we zoom in into her iris. Yeah. And then. It's a hard cut to credits, and we get the shitty get the girl with dragon tattoo ripoff shit. Yeah, with this really shit song, and then which oh. you didn't know about this because I think as soon as this movie finished, you're like, yeah, fuck this, and switched it off. Yeah, I I, I missed this, the the this movie has the balls to have a mid credit sequence. I'm glad that it has that 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 um that mid credit sequence just because it, it shows sign that there could possibly be a sequel for Wish Upon, which is a very good thing. I th- I th- wish wish upon a franchise, wish upon franchise. It could be that 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 skater kid becomes the 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 new wish upon kid, and then he passes it on to someone else, like his cousin in the law. It's just a cycle. It's <laughs> it's just an endless cycle. Of well, shit. here's the thing. So this post credit scene, it's Dong from Kimmy Schmidt. He digs the hole to put this uh, this puzzle box in, and then he's having a look at it. He reads the he reads the box, and he's like, Ooh, seven, seven wishes. wishes, hey, and he looks around. <laughs> And he's like, hmm, I have some wishes to make. And I'm just going to start this whole cycle up again. Yeah. Ooh, sequel set up. Get ready for Wish Upon 2, Electric Boogaloo. I'm Get ready for it. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I'm hyped. Don't be. What a piece of crap this movie is. And yeah. then uh, there, we didn't check to see if there's an if there's another goddamn post-credit scene in this. I'm surprised Why? that we even bothered to to, to watch the whole credit. I, I thought as soon as the credits popped up, you're going to be like, fuck this, and slap the, the computer lid down. <laughs> this movie uh. stinks, but look, let's see. <laughs> How should we grade this? We need to come up with like some kind of final judgment or like some kind of rating system for this. We need some kind this. of weird metric like, like sca- yeah. to, to grade the entertainment value, to grade the, the, the technical prowess, to grade All right. just the artistic merit. All right. Artistic merit, a flat five. Uh, what a flat five! A flat five. <laughs> I uh, reckon technical aspects. I reckon fucking zero. Zero. Shit. Yep. <laughs> Entertainment value. I'd say three two. to three to I'd four. I'd say two. I don't know. It's it's quite. There's it's quite so few and far between though. Oh, yeah, well, oh we forgot. Gonna... We forgot to mention about this one. We forgot to mention about the boyfriend. So right after she breaks oh, up with fuck. him, we forgot to mention this. Sorry, we we this has to be mentioned. And I've just looked at the timer, and we've already been talking for as lo- longer than this movie actually. We've been is. talking longer than the film. <laughs> Thank God this movie is a merciful ninety minutes. But oh my God, does it just fucking drag every oh, single last second? Yeah. We forgot to mention that right like after. Paul gets broken up with he stands like he comes to her house and like stands right at the end of the bed and it's like 
I, I don't want you to live without me and I don't want to live without you. So it's like, so are we through? And she's like, yes. And he's like, okay. And grabs a little knife and yeah, jams it into his wrist. Yeah, it's so weird because just in all, all in black. It's just the fucking edgiest thing I've ever seen. He's in a black hoodie. just like, oh. Oh. Like, oh, I can't live without you and I don't want you to live with anyone else. And he just cuts his arm open. It's so stupid. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, we need oh. to think of a metric for this. Well... I reckon the worst metric should be so bad it's not worth pirating. <laughs> I would agree with that. It's not that, worth that, that's pirating. That's the worst. That's the worst. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, well, actually... I, I think this not, might not, be a little bit above that. It's, it's so bad it's not worth streaming online. Uh, like, illegally streaming online or something Watch like it that. but don't pay for it, I think, is one of the other ones. Yeah. What, watch, yeah, watch it but don't pay, don't pay for it. I mean... Don't pay for it. I... I watched... It was on fucking television. That's how I watched it. Oh, really? Okay, well, I watched yeah, it... it was on Foxtel. It was if, just playing on t- TV. Like, I was just flip, flicking from... Oh, shit. Wish Upon <laughs> just started. I'm going to watch this. If people are curious, this movie is currently... Australian listeners, this is currently on Netflix, and I'm sure it's on other streaming streaming services you could, you could probably find all over Foxtel the world. Well. Oh, yeah, Foxtel Now. It would definitely be on if you've got that, too. It's just... This movie's bad. Like, yeah, like fi- final overall stuff. Sub- there's there's a few really great moments in here, like that is just yeah, you're not unintentionally wrong about, hilarious. Like, but just the, the whole the whole essence of the film is super bizarre, but it does get a bit tedious. It definitely. does, and so, oh, it, it it just fails. Especially the the music box shit gets so fucking old and annoying. That's probably the thing that really bothers me. It just fails in being like a movie with good characters because everyone's a terrible person. Apart from Barb. Apart from Barb from Stranger Things, everyone's a terrible person. Barb's a good character. She's the only character with like good morals. Mm. uh, Like she is in Stranger Things. She barely speaks in uh, the film. She barely has a voice. Uh, They're rather left the the annoying character because she's fucking annoying to just mouth off. Uh have more interest in developing her than, than someone that's more mm. sensible. Which is a pity. So yeah, they're just well as I as I said, fucking flat zero on the technical aspects. Yeah. This this film is just rubbish. It's just It's it's trash. It's it, it, it's it, it, I, it this is this is it, honestly this is the kind of movie that Ryan Philippe's character would find in the garbage. <laughs> it, it feels like a, a film that really shouldn't exist because it's so weird. It feels like a weird uh shelved eighties film that was just up rework to work in twenty mm. try when I say work attempt to work in the like twenty seventeen or sixteen or wherever it was released yeah and it's fucking fails well, so hard well no that's what they did they actually found that they they did find Ryan Philippe probably found this movie he in the garbage did. and like he saw it was from like nineteen eighty seven and he got someone to do a quick rewrite rewrite on it and why do you think he pitched it to Orion Pictures a oh company from the fucking eighties. That's 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 that that must be the case. That's must be the only reason why it exists. <laughs> I, I just uh, wish we were in the the multiverse where ma- it didn't ma- exist. Maybe it's no, just like ma- maybe it's just a thing for like to ma- maybe this wasn't a movie. Maybe this is just a way for like you know Joey King and like all these young actors and like you know Sherilyn Fenn, Ryan Philippe, Jerry O'Connell. It's like col- it's like a film just for their college fund essentially. Because Joey King is in a whole heap of shit. She's in that net. Speaking of Netflix, she's in this, this really shitty made-for-Netflix movie called The Kissing Booth. Doesn't sound interesting. What's no. it going to be about? A kissing booth? Oh, fucking fantastic! Yeah, it's trash. 
and that that's wish upon guys um <laughs> if you enjoy this uh give us some w- we're still looking at films to do for mm. this uh, film fiasco give us some recommendations give some us absolutely we, we have to do nothing but trouble we have to and this would be like the fourth time that i've seen nothing but trouble oh my god really <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing to yourself man it's fantastic oh my god Goodness. Oh, so, yeah, God, send us through trouble. some recommendations. Um, but in the meantime, uh, if you enjoyed this episode, please give us some feedback and what, what, we, more, what more we could do on Film Fiasco. Yeah, send us some recommendations and go follow Another Buddy Movie Podcast on Twitter at AB Movie Podcast and Instagram at Another Buddy Movie Pod and like the Facebook page at Another Buddy Movie Podcast. Currently, the Facebook page is 91 likes, so please get us to 100. That would be Awesome. Mm. You can also follow me on my Instagram and my Twitter at both at SeanHub underscore. That is S-E-A-N-H-U-B underscore. You can follow me on the Stardust app at Sean Coates. You can also follow me on Letterboxd at letterbox.com forward slash Sean Coates. Eric, want to plug your Letterboxd? Yeah, you can plug my Letterbox. So I wouldn't bother plugging the Stardust because I haven't really done anything with that yet. No, well, he's Mr. P- at Mr. Pickles on Stardust, so yeah. get around him. We, we'll do your f- we'll do a first reaction from you, and I'll get people to follow you. All right then. What, right, what we'll right now for uh, not on the podcast afterwards. Okay. Yeah, no problem. We do, we'll do that. And uh, my letterbox, I'm, I, I've changed the name of it. Um, I just got a picture of of a Salo poster. Um, I think username is M Pickles as well. Oh, really? You're not an- admin at Anton's Films anymore? It's not admin at Anton's Films. I think I've changed it. I can't remember what I changed it. I'll plug it in next time. Right. As for next time, we'll do another Buddy Movie podcast. What movie are we going to do next, Eric? I don't know. I mean, we really have to do nothing but trouble, but it has to be for a special, for a special time, I think. I reckon we will, but next, next time we do this, it's a film that we were originally going to start with, and i got to find a way to see this now. Oh. It's a 2017 film that it got a guy, a filmmaker, kicked out of Hollywood. The Book of Henry. Holy shit! I am yet to see this at oh, the moment. Oh, you have to watch this. We are going to be watching The oh, Book of Henry. Amazing. And the next film, the film Fiasco 2, will be on The Book of Henry. I am so hyped. I am Actually, I'm more hyped so to watch Book of Henry than to watch the sequel of Wish Upon. <laughs> I'm, I'm throffing. Yeah, because that exists. <laughs> well, in, a, in some universe... Hollywood, please don't... Exist. In one of the multiverses... One of the multiverses, it might we've got the We've got the Wish Upon cinematic universe in the darkest timeline, I bet. <laughs> So, look, Wish Upon just has the deepest movie lore, alright? It's just just so layered with all these multiverses. Also, if you like this podcast, I forgot, I'm so surprised I didn't even plug this. You know, follow us on SoundCloud, give us a like if you enjoyed the episode. But also, if you're an iTunes person, go over to iTunes, click subscribe and give us a five-star review. Or find us on any, whatever podcast hosting site you, fo- you see. I'm sure you'll find this on any other, I'm sure you'll find... Another Bunny Movie podcast in every dark, deep corner of the internet, every little nook and cranny, on the dark web, on the Silk Road, wherever you reckon we'll find, wherever you think we are. All right. Thank you very much for Eric Tisha for joining me. Yeah, thank God. Thank God I never have to watch this piece of shit movie ever again. Oh, well, I don't think this is going to be the last time I think I'll watch this atrocity. It was uh, fun speaking about it. I'm so pumped to get into this new series of episodes. This oh, is yeah. going to be so fun. And thank you, everyone out there in Listen Land, for listening. We will see you next time. Goodbye.
So yeah, keep watching shitty movies and making fun of them. <laughs> See you later.